Hey everyone, welcome to the Lifeway Kids podcast. We talk about kids ministry, we talk about leadership, uh, we talk about families, we talk about kids. If I get a chance, I talk about Disney, I talk about everything. But it's all related and connected in some way to kids ministry and what we do. So we're glad you're listening and we hope you get some insight today. I want to welcome today's special guest. She is the director of Lifeway Kids, Jana Magruder. Thanks for having me. Glad you're here. And I want to talk about a topic that uh, I encountered when I first went into ministry. We were in a growing church and we had, uh, I recruited really well, recruited a lot of volunteers. Uh, and But we also discovered we had a lot of those volunteers that had just come to know the Lord and others that they had been believers for a while, never serving kids ministry. And so by default, I put them into the rooms or put them with the kids and they led fairly well, but I did not have a plan that I want to talk about today that I think is critical. And there are times when we have to fill a spot there. We just, sometimes we have to do that for security reasons. We have to have, you know, a certain number of adults in rooms with our kids, but at some point we need to, we need to wrestle with and probably execute a plan that allows us to um, grow our leaders, grow our volunteers. And so I want to talk about what it means to be a discipled volunteer. So kids and ministry leaders need to, need to lean in a little bit. This is a critical topic to us. Well, I'm just going to jump right into this because uh, I think this is important for kids and ministry leaders to lean in and listen, uh, give them uh, a level beyond just uh, filling up their volunteer spots. And uh, so, Jan, in your experience, uh, what are some reasons that people don't want to volunteer in children's ministry? Well, I know uh, our listeners will uh, be able to identify probably 25 more <laughs> per second um, than than I can um, because we've heard it all. Those of us who have been in children's ministry, we've heard numerous excuses for w- why people don't want to um, serve in children's ministry. And, you know, when I was when I was on kids staff, I just I I ran out of cute, fun, funny, <laughs> crying kinds of methods. Um, I felt like I had tried it all. I, 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 I don't re- like kids. I actually, I had a leader say, you know, I really don't like kids. And I came up with this. And as soon as I said, it's like, you know, you don't have to like them. You just have to love them. <laughs> and I was like, wait, he doesn't like kids. He shouldn't be right. leading kids. But uh, you have to, you have to, you want, you can want to compel people to do it. So we come up with these reasons. Why, why is it that people are apprehensive to volunteer in kids ministry? And I think um, one of the the main things that I would hear that I think is a misconception that I want to talk about today is that if I'm serving in children's ministry, I'm missing out on being discipled, whether it's in a I'm giving up a classroom environment where I could be uh, taught by someone who is um, has the gift of teaching. Um, I might be missing out on a worship service uh, where I get to hear from the pastor um, and so how can I be discipled if I'm in a classroom with two-year-olds? Mm. And so um, once I really uh, started understanding that that was the heart of some of the excuses, um, I started changing my tune a little bit and casting a different vision. Um, the truth is that serving in, uh, and I'm just going to talk about children's ministry, but I do think this applies to serving um, in other age groups. But you can be discipled, but Kidman Leader, you've got to think of yourself as a disciple maker. And so it's not just about, like you said, Jeffrey, filling spots, um, although there will always be the desperate phone call the night before trying to find someone. But as a long-term vision, 
you've got to look at yourself as someone who is pouring into people so that they can pour into kids. Okay, I'm going to throw a question at you that I think you'll be able to answer. Uh, there are a couple of types of kids ministry leaders that may feel inadequate to do this. For example, there are a lot of young kids ministry leaders. They're like 20 somethings or even 30 somethings and they're leading leaders that are older than them by generation. So they may feel inadequate. And then there's another group of kids ministry leaders that really got into kids ministry because they love kids and they, they know how to talk to kids. They've led a bunch of kids to Christ, but they're not so good at leading adults. How would you encourage those types and other types of kids ministry leaders that are just, they feel inadequate in leading other adults in discipleship? My word about that is, um, what, what I like to call layered discipleship. And you just I, identified a couple of layers. And so when you're looking at your strategy for not just recruiting, we have to get our minds switched from recruiting to developing. Mm -hmm. We want to develop um, leaders, not just volunteers. See, even changing that word can help a mindset. So um, I'll just use a personal example of when I was on church staff as a, as a children's uh, ministry director, um, I went on a, a coffee, lunch, dinner campaign where I identified people that I thought had what it took to be a lead volunteer, so a leader. And I would ask them to coffee. Um, if it was a couple, I would take my husband, we'd take him to dinner um, and or lunch. Um, and if, you, if this is something that you can add into your budget, I highly recommend the dinner campaign because it works. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, if you're taking out a couple, you know, bring, um, if you have a spouse, bring one, um, or bring him or her, um, uh, and cast a vision of, Hey, we've noticed these gifts in you. We've noticed that you have what it takes to not only lead children, but lead, uh, young people who may not have the experience that you have. Um, would you join us in that effort? Because what we want to do is more, more than just babysit kids. We want to empower another generation. So what I like to call a, a junior leader. So like you said, it could be someone who has uh, a camp background, is young, is great with kids, but needs to be developed even more. These, these uh, uh, senior leaders that are going on the dinner campaign with us are the ones that I'm saying, join us. Join us, pour into the next generation so that they can be the hero to the child. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here, what happens when you go from uh, recruiting, filling roles, uh, that, you know how that, the cycle that we seem to have every six months or a year, we're begging our pastor to make the announcement from the platform, I need more volunteers. What happens when from the get-go you disciple volunteers and leaders? You have buy-in. Um, you have people who miss their classes when they're on vacation. You have people who are going to find their own substitutes and not throw it back on you because they feel so strongly about what they're doing. You have people who feel like they're doing ministry. And in, in the meantime, they are being discipled because they are actively engaging in God's word to prepare other leaders. And so it really is a trickle-down effect. And so what used to be perceived perhaps as, well, I guess I'll just, you know, once a month step into the, the baby room, um, which is really just a volunteer slot, becomes, come do ministry with me. 
Kidman leader, that's your language. Come do ministry with me. Come make disciples with me. Yeah, I think that, uh, in fact, it was uh, Chad Overton is at uh, First Baptist in Houston said, uh, if we did a better job uh, uh, keeping and discipling the volunteers we have, we wouldn't have such a burden to recruit others. And I, I'm telling you, this layer of discipleship, it, it seems like a lot of work. Actually, I'll be honest, it is work. Mm-hmm. But the work of discipling volunteers has a much longer effect it will save you work down the road of having to continually recruit new leaders because people are going through your system because they're really just helping you out instead of answering the call that God has on their hearts and on their lives. Right. Well, is there anything else you want to add as we close out? I think that this is, um, I think discipleship is, is a word we're going to hear surfacing a lot in the next few years in the church. We've had a lot of churches across the country growing quickly, a lot of mega churches, and they have people coming in almost in a, in a manner it's difficult to count in some cases. I think that this could be a piece, especially for kids ministry leaders. Uh, discipleship is something that is going to be a component of ministry that's it's it's going to lead a lot of our conversations in the next few years. What do you think? I totally agree, and that's why I want to encourage Kidman leaders to view this from that lens, that you are a disciple maker. You're not just recruiting volunteers you are making disciples who are then making other disciples who are then making little disciples. Hmm. So it's a trickle-down effect, and it works. Um, it does take extra effort, but like you said, it pays off in a more tangible way and um, really uh, one that lives on for generations. So if you can set your uh, ministry up with this in mind, I think, I think uh, it's going to, in the long run, eliminate frustration, eliminate the no's that you um, might be used to hearing. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Janet, for being with us today. Thanks for leading the teams at LifeWay Kids. Thanks, Jeffrey. Um, We're so glad you guys are listening today uh, on the LifeWay Kids podcast. Um, It is our greatest hope that God will use you in ways bigger than you can imagine to reach more kids and families than you ever thought possible with the hope of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. 